You're listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show, where wealth is empowering, purpose is crucial, and high vibes are non-negotiable. And now, here's your host, certified business coach and practical woo strategist, Sarah J. Larrero. All right, welcome back to the Up Level Your Online Business Show. Today, I'm very excited to have Sheila B with me here. She's the author of Brave and an intuitive mentor for the corporate world. Sheila's joining us from Australia today. We're in completely different time zones. We've had a little bit of a conversation already, and I'm just, this is going to be good. So welcome, Sheila. Thanks, Sarah. It's awesome to be here today. Yeah. What time is it in Australia right now? It's nice and early. It's eight AM, and it's the it's yeah. the afternoon or evening where you are, isn't it? Well, it was. Yeah, it's. I think it's eleven PM. Yes, yeah, eleven oh PM right now. It's so crazy. That's yeah, this is, what, <laughs> this is what happens when uh, you travel the world while you're also working. But I wouldn't change it for the world, right? Uh, Sheila, tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you got into it. Look, I've had a bit of an unconventional life. Right now, I coach and mentor women into spirituality, understanding energy, how to manifest, how to bring in abundance. I'm a spiritual teacher. I have a 10-week program that I teach called Awakening Intuition. And I love teaching women and men how to tap into their inner knowing, the intuition, connect with their spirit guides, and, you know, learn how to channel. I think magic happens when we trust our intuition and access it. And and I'm a medium and and an oracle reader. And so these abilities, you know, come from my mother's side of the family. And uh, I'm the product of two parents that had an arranged marriage. My father is a retired doctor. My mother's highly intuitive, her side of the family. And I don't know about your listeners, but for many years, I did not honor that part of myself. I suppressed my intuition all my intuitive gifts. And before I started running my business as a coach, a mentor, a teacher, I run group women's circles. Before I did any of that, I was a corporate executive in the corporate world. So just three years ago, I was a finance director. I was a chartered accountant. I'd done an MBA and I threw it all in. And when I say I threw it all in, I really felt like that part of my life naturally came to an end. And I started to do this kind of work that I love doing Love doing now. And, and a bit like you, Sarah, I feel like I'm so on purpose, like I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to do with my life. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I, you remind me so much of one of my clients who was also telling me this is a part of her ancestry as well. And it's interesting how we kind of just like shun these types of things about ourselves because it's not a part of our, you know, like everyday society. What what was really the awakening for you? Like what was the process of recognizing, accepting and integrating? Yeah, that's that's a really helpful question, I think, to everyone listening because, you, you know, so often we have to go through a dark night to awaken. You don't have to go through a dark night, but so often I think we do because I was so attached to my job title, my salary, to all these things that made me feel safe and secure in the world, yet I was not happy. And uh, the longer I stayed in my corporate job where I knew there was something out there that was 
really on purpose for me, the more unhappier I became. And when I learned to integrate my side hustle with my corporate job and I started to work four days a week, I started to feel happier. However, to answer your question, what was the aha moment? In the space of six weeks, I broke my toe, my apartment flooded, my my partner at the time broke up with me, and then I lost my job all in six weeks. And the universe was saying to me, you've not been listening to us. It's time to start working as a medium. So I just come back from studying mediumship at the Arthur Finlay College in England. It's a college where literally you channel dead souls all day long (laughs) from morning to night. So yeah, so I, I mastered and learned the craft of mediumship. And I wasn't even really sure I was a medium until I went to this college and I left the college knowing I was a medium. And I went back to England from Australia. It's a long way, two more times that year. And when I came back and, and, you know, a lot of your listeners understand the law of attraction, the law of manifestation, I had a mantra I'd say every morning when I logged on at my computer, I'd log on my computer and I'd say, I hate this job. I wish I didn't have this. I hate this job. I wish I didn't have it. So I didn't realize, but I was manifesting the job loss six weeks later. <laughs> I was fired <laughs> and, and it was perfect. And it's interesting because when I got exited from that role and all these difficult things happened in such a short space of time, my inner guidance, because I was already so tapped into my intuition then, my inner guidance was this is a course correction and you have to go with it. I threw together a website really quickly. And this is like eight years ago now. This is a long time ago. It was a very different world eight years ago. Post-COVID, things are things are accelerating for spiritual teachers and mentors and coaches. Um, back then, I did feel like it was, you know, I wanted to hide. I wanted to not share my gifts with the world. However, it didn't make sense if I didn't. So this is just for anyone out there, like it didn't make sense if I didn't do my mediumship and maybe it may not make sense if you're not a human design coach or you're not a mentor, you're not a Reiki you know, teacher, you're not, you're not doing NLP. Like my life made more sense when I did my spiritual work. So I just moved through the fear. I launched my website and six months later, I was asked to appear on Australian television and do live psychic readings on air. And it was another moment where I was like, wow, I am doing the right thing. I wouldn't be here given this opportunity if, you know, I wasn't ready. I definitely had a mentor and a coach supporting me through that process because I didn't have self-belief. You know, I had enough to get there, but I had to borrow the the self-belief of my coach until I built um, a lot more resilience and courage within myself. And that's what a lot of coaches and mentors do. We lend our self-belief to who we're working with until they power up. And then before it's like when a kid, when a child rides a bike before they know it, they're, they're riding on their own without their parents around. And um, so it was a really tough patch, uh, but it was a course correction. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Um, and it, everything that you were saying as you were talking about it, just really what came up for me over and over and over again, was this whole idea of like imposter syndrome too, right? And just that sheer, well, what is mediumship, right? Like, is this actually going to be something that people even want from me? Is is this something that uh, is going to be, you know, economically viable for me? And I think what, the beautiful thing about what you said is just like, it didn't make sense not to do it. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because it's it's like a calling, right? How did you deal with this, like, this double-edged sword almost, so to speak, for yourself, where it was just like you were battling yourself, right? Yeah, like yeah, so absolutely. many of the people I work with experience this. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I um I write about I, I write about this in my book Brave. I write about my dark night. I've written about how to navigate transitioning between having a corporate career or just an old life to a new life. And even in my book, I don't even refer to it as the spiritual path. I call it the courageous path because it takes so much courage to honor your spirituality and your spiritual nature. And there's several things I did, and and I actually map out the whole path in my book. That's what, you know, a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram and, and Facebook and tell me how much the book has spoken to them in so many ways. So the first thing you need to do is find a tribe because there's a really good chance that the old soul tribe you're with, old friends and family may not get the new life you're trying to create for yourself. You have to find tribe that will support you, that will really understand where you're going, number one. I mean, and there's so there's a lot of layers underneath that, but I'm giving you the, sort of the short pointers right now. So find a tribe, start dialoguing with spirit and start really receiving signs from the universe. So you cannot do this whole life this new, brave, bold life without having some dialogue or some interaction with the universe. Um, You know, once we have our awakening, we start to realize there's an energy field around us called the auric field that extends two meters out from us. It's very potent. And it's in some ways, we start to also realize we're a satellite dish, you know, and as as being a satellite dish, what we put out is what we receive. So I teach him in, in my program how to receive signs from the universe and how to amplify receiving signs from the universe. Next, there's going to be some space of healing you're going to do. We can't run from our childhood trauma. I find healing the mother wound, one of the most potent healing practices you can do is healing the mother wound. However, that's going to dig up a whole lot of other stuff, potentially within family systems, intergenerational trauma. And then I start moving from intergenerational trauma to intergenerational gifts. Like there's something special and unique that you're here to do. And it's about, you know, really amplifying, you know, what what it, what makes you and your blueprint so special. So with my clients, I always encourage them to get an astrology reading and a numerology reading every year. These are the blueprints we're born with. Um, it's important to understand what our blueprints are because when we understand what they are, we stop abandoning ourselves. There's so many things to do once we awaken and how we navigate. The, the biggest thing is, is to keep the, the, the naysayers, to keep the voices that are negative at a distance and really have discretion who you listen to at that very early time. Nowadays, I'm I'm a lot, I'm so much stronger. I, I've got so much more resilient. You know, I mentor and coach spiritual uh, businesses to get people, get their businesses up and running. So I feel like I've got a whole level of <laughs> resilience now. However, early on the path, I needed to protect myself a lot more because I still wanted to go back to the old world. I was still very susceptible to influence and I still wanted to belong very much to family, culture, you know, people around me that may have just had different value sets than my own. And so I had to go through an incubation time and incubate who I was so I could birth myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what... What was that process like? Like one thing that I'm also just thinking even is your clients, at what stage are they in when they come to you or when they first start questioning for themselves? Because I know that for myself, I started to have a huge spiritual awakening after I finished my master's degree. I got a permanent full-time job in my field and like a few maybe like a few months into that job, I just realized it was just like a crushing moment for me where I was like, 
this is not it, right? Like this isn't really what I want to be doing. And a few different events happened kind of right after that, that really forced me to look into my spirituality. I was having anxiety. I was having a lot of digestive issues. I was having a lot of family problems. And I kind of always knew that I was a little bit more intuitive. And I knew that I was, I had like a soulful aspect of myself, but I was really denying it. And so I kind of started on that path with the help of some therapists, naturopaths, and a lot of personal development. But I'm curious to hear, you know, like where, where do your clients usually start? Like, when do they start seeking? Like, when is that point for them? Yeah, it's interesting. I teach about the awakening process as well, because I don't think a lot of people know how to teach it in a structured way. Like you, Mm. I just finished my MBA. And when I had my awakening, I was like, where do you study this? Where do you do a master's or a degree? Right. In spirituality, where where is you know where are you taught it from beginning to end, and that's why I ended up wrote, writing a course around this because I was like, this isn't we just need it, it's such a infinite body of knowledge to tap into. However, at a foundational level, I do believe we need some structure. So most people come to me where they've had teachers that are just books. They've taught been taught out of books or listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, they're perhaps listen to a lot of TikTok videos or Instagram mm-hmm. reels. And so their knowledge feels a little bitsy. And they come to me and they say, look, I think I've got guides around me. I don't know how to connect to my guides. Mm-hmm. Um, or can you connect to my guides? Okay. And I find that's a hallmark because I teach people how to connect to their own spirit guides because as a medium, I love connecting people to their guides. However, once they leave my Zoom session, it's like, well, how are you going to connect to them tomorrow and the next day? And how are you going to develop a relationship with your spirit guides your ancestor guides on the other side that are helping you, supporting you, heal your family wounds. You've got different types of guides that come in and work with you as you ascend. So that's one of the hallmarks is the, you know, if you are questioning if there are guides or spirit guides, start working with a spiritual teacher to teach you how to connect with your guides. That's what I did many years ago. The teacher has a vibration that tends to be higher than the student and the teacher opens and holds the student in a space where the student can start reaching for guides then the student's vibration lifts and then they teach themselves how to maintain Mm -hmm. that higher state. So asking about your guides is is one thing. Secondly, like you're saying, Sarah, questioning everything, which is, let's be honest, that's not a pleasant process. You question your marriage, you question where you live, you question your job, you question your family's values and their faith. And it's a time, it's the egoic death. Eckhart Tolle writes about this. Mm -hmm. It is a very important part. I don't believe anyone does life without having this happen it just when it happens and how big right. it is how supported you are but we all build up a life of a construct mm-hmm. and the more mm-hmm. constructed your life is around something safe the more you stand to have it crumble truthfully and right. so a lot of them come Ooh, to good. me it is yeah yeah they, they 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 come to me either questioning their marriage questioning their job And they're starting to want to walk through a new door and they're not really sure how to walk through that new door. That's another hallmark. Um, They're starting to, again, connect to crystals, walk into esoteric metaphysics stores when they never used to, picking up books, reading it, putting them down. There's this dance we do into the new spiritual world and then the 3D world. And it's interesting because they aren't separate, but one of the hallmarks of an early awakening is that you feel they're separate. And as you become more ascended, more, more there's a consciousness increases, you realize we're here to have a very spiritual life. We're, we're here to walk down the road, buy a coffee and have a conscious conversation with our barista, be kind to our neighbors. 
We're here to live and breathe everything that we teach. We're not here to have a fractured relationship with our family and then meditate in the morning. It's right. it's an integrated healing that must happen. That's further down. And I don't take clients there quicker than they need. I just honor where everyone is. And I know the process will happen. We can't rush. Everything has to be in divine timing. We can't rush healing. We can't rush our ascension. You know, I think people want to really get there and just have be healed and have an easy life. But we're in human school. Like we are here to have a, a certain amount. We're here to understand pleasure. We're here to understand a sense of peace for sure. We truly are here to understand a greater meaning to our life. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. at times is going to bring up pain and suffering. Mm. You're hitting on so many great points. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this, especially because there's so much of it. This is like, you're, you're interweaving spirituality with just like normal daily life. Right. Um, so, so fascinating, honestly. And so at one point in time, you mentioned higher vibrations and how the teacher normally is at a higher energetic vibration than the student. How, how I, I talk about this a lot with, um, with my community in terms of energetic vibrations that we carry around money, around life in general, how would you suggest for someone who feels that they are in a lower energetic vibration on a daily basis? How would you suggest that they kind of lift themselves up a little bit more? What can they do? So you've got to just work with neurotransmitters. So this is, um, you know, the polyvagal theory in our nervous system. So you need, we, we need to, um, engage in rigorous exercise. So if you're in dorsal mm-hmm. and you're waking up feeling helpless and hopeless, and you're having thoughts of, I can't do this. This business is too hard. No one loves me. You know, my clients, you know, I can't seem to attract clients. Whatever those helpless, hopeless thoughts are, it's a sonia and dorsal. When we're in dorsal, we need to actually activate our body. We need to go on a brisk run, high-impact exercises, get the heart rate up, holotropic breathing, deep shamanic breath. We need to change our energy states, right? So that's that's... And then, and then you get your dopamine hit, you know, hugs is an oxytocin hit. We need touch. So when you're running a business, we must, must find ways to have pleasure and play, play, play during the day. It's essential. So I engage in play. I always find a way to laugh. You know, I, I invest in my romantic relationship with my partner. I see that as a foundation for my life. I, I connect with my girlfriends, my soul sisters, um, I see that as important as running the business and other parts of my life. They, they are like the they are foundation parts. And so that's dorsal. If you're in sympathetic and you're panicked and you're flood and fight and you're you're finding the heart rates up a lot, um, then 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 some gen, some gentle calming exercises. So we need the meditation. We just need to walk out, sit on the grass, barefoot so you can ground and have your lunch in a park. Simple things just to keep on resetting your nervous system are the best ways to change your energy state. And, you know, if you've been in flight and fight and you've had childhood trauma, either lower T or upper T, it's, you know, your nervous system just knows that that state, not because it likes it, it's what's familiar. So as adults, you know, part of the healing process is to retrain your whole nervous system to desire something different and to accept something different. And mentors and coaches, this is the tricky thing. What I found when I first started mentoring and coaching is I was trying to regulate my nervous system that had not properly healed through at the mm. same time as supporting a client. Mm. And that is can be very messy. 
And there's no right or wrong. It's just was constant feedback that I had a lot more work to do. And Mm -hmm. I never think the work's done. I'm always like, there's a lot more work to do, you know? And I think that's the best way to, to, for any coach or mentor out there is going, yeah, I'm up for the big game. I'm up to keep on doing deeper and deeper work. I've experienced a lot of plant medicine, a lot of different healing modalities. And every time I go into that space, I'm like, I'm up for the work. I'm here to have more revealed to me that I'm ready to work on. I find a sense of peace and I honor the vastness of my own soul that I'm here to have this kind of journey. So for people running online businesses, like your soul's old, you've probably got an old soul, a vast soul that's here to do something quite great for the planet, engage in in healing, you know, and that's gonna that's gonna take more a, 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 a bigger, longer, um, juicy, delicious journey on Earth than the regular person. And I think revel in that. You know, when you're when you're down on the on the bathroom floor crying, going, "Hey, I'm, I was up for a big game in this lifetime. <laughs> this is what it sometimes looks like." That's beautiful. Uh, you're you're talking about. I feel like you're touching on so many great points. And like I said, I teach a lot of these things but I think the way that you're explaining them and describing them it's just like well this this is basically what you do right like this is your calling and I think that you're describing them in such an eloquent way but also a way that makes a lot of sense because even when you're talking about that dopamine hit when you're running when you're going to through like high intensity exercise that's literally what I do almost on a daily basis because I know that that's going to get me into another energetic state right Mm-hmm. And even my the very first module of of my signature program is called Energize and Rise, and it just it goes through all of the energetics of mm-hmm. owning a business because it's mm-hmm. just stuff is so important, right? Like nervous system regulation, and I think that you just did such a great job of even explaining it, even on a scientific level of mm-hmm. why this is so important. And mm-hmm. it's I just I love it, and I think it's so valuable when you have the the spiritual aspect of everything, but you can also explain it on a really strategic level. Um, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's also where I come from. And so I think everyone who's listening to this is just going to really, really appreciate it because mm-hmm. they're going to understand it on a different level. Right. And I think that we also need spiritual leaders like you who are going to kind of break things down like that, if you will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I think all mentors and coaches are spiritual teachers in some way because what we're doing mm-hmm. is understanding our own spirituality. I mean, I felt like I was thrown into it being a medium and even mm-hmm. starting to understand spirits around me taught me about spirituality because I was shown where energy. And even I was confounded going, well, how am I speaking to someone that's passed over? And how do I know that they're here? And even sometimes I... Even sometimes, even now, I go, wow, I can't believe I can do this. I did a reading for a client the other day, and they gave me four names. They gave me Margaret, John, Ian, Robert. And I said, I'm getting these names, and I couldn't believe it, but they were the names of the siblings around them. Wow. Mm-hmm. And even, even I think, wow, like how clearly is spirit that I can they can speak to me and give me actual names. And that's my clear audience opening up my ability to hear. And so every time I get more I, I get these this type of evidential information coming through from the other side. I think, well, everyone can do this. It's about attuning ourselves to these energy systems. And it's not about speaking to the dead. This is about understanding at a fundamental level where energy, there's energies around us, and we're in a quantum field, we're co-creating with the universe. That's all we're doing. It sounds it sounds complex, but it's actually simple. 
at a fundamental level, our thoughts create our reality. So we constantly need to be managing our thoughts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how would you say is like one of the the best ways that mediumship can really help entrepreneurs? So getting readings done and just kind of like looking into these spiritual aspects of themselves and their business. Yeah, I think I think understanding that the type of thoughts we have at the beginning of the day create the day. And as entrepreneurs, very different to our corporate jobs, we 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 kind of have to bend time. We have to make quantum leaps. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs are so creative. You know, we have a hundred creative ideas at any point in time. And it's about getting guidance from our internal navigation system as to what is what are we executing today? You know, number one. Number two, because we're so sensitive to energy, we need to be around people that are at our frequency because we can get brought down really quickly. You know, we can drop our vibration quite fast. Um, but, but, but at right. the same time, we can lift our vibration quite quickly. So it's really important that we um, have, have discretion who we spend time with and the types of conversations we engage in. You know, yeah. I still have a lot of friends from, from from when I was younger. You know, and and I think everyone you know has grown through their own life purpose. Um, I just find it's not about losing friends; it's about just being really conscious of the kinds of conversations and requesting those kinds of conversations. Yep. You know, requesting a high vibrational. Let's how do we think about this problem differently? Mm-hmm. How can we access more forgiveness in our heart? You know, if we tip that problem on it over and we flip it what's the other side of it you know it's about bringing those own tools that we give our clients into our own lives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's so beautiful because at the end of the day it's it's really about not just getting into a higher energetic vibration but it's also limiting the amount of time that we spend in the lower ones and limiting the amount of time that we spend with people who uh, you know just kind of who want to just like stay in these lower vibrations because they don't know any better, right? And if we all want to optimize and truly reach our full potential, then this is a huge part of the work, right? Yes, it's the strategies, it's the funnels, it's, you know, understanding all of those things, but a lot of it is also the healing, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, beautiful. Um, There was something else I feel like I was going to say with all of this just because it was, oh, yes, yes. So... For you being in business, how have how have you applied all of this? And like, how have you? What was your growth like? I think you said that you probably you've been doing this for a few years now. So, what was yeah. the growth like? How have you applied the strategy and the spirituality part of it to get to a point where you know, like, you're a published author, you're a speaker, um, and you have a really successful brand? I. I have to I have to check in on my ego every day and every week. And I constantly, and I teach this when I first start working with clients, is who are you here to serve and how are you serving? Mm-hmm. And if you get present to who are you serving and how are you serving and your larger mission or vision, like I get my clients to do vision boards very early, like we start it. Even when we're working through limiting beliefs, I'm starting to think, what are you visioning? Because when you've got a vision, you will endure anything to get to your vision. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of a vision. And if we have no vision, we get taken out fast 
by cash flow issues, by things not working, by comparing ourselves to others. If you have your own unique vision, you'll get there. Like right now, um, I'm doing IVF and I'm in my mid-40s and this is challenging. And we've had, you know, we've had four cycles that haven't worked. We're doing a fifth one. And my partner and I constantly talk about what our vision is. We keep the noise out and we might move to a donor egg or surrogacy. However, our vision is to have a family. And we're not really taking on board comparison to anyone else or right or wrong or doesn't make sense. This is what our vision is. And when you're very strongly held to your vision, you create it. We've got to be adaptable to our vision. Like I've learned adaptability through going with it through the IVF process. Um, and I feel like me as a spiritual teacher has been tested even more in the last year, trying to create a child, trying to create, you know, you know, life. It's like, wow, you know, I'm, I teach manifesting and I'm like, why can't I manifest? It's all, I'm being taught how to manifest mm. on a different level. I'm being taught that manifesting isn't about bringing in exactly what you want and it looking exactly what you want. It's feeling into the energy of you want, what you want to create. And then the universe will actually give you something even better, something unexpected, you know? So mm. I, I surrender to, to answer your question, Sarah. I, I've I've learned to surrender in a way I never knew how to when I had a corporate job or when I started my business. I was still very much in a paradigm of control, of this is what's going to happen, and forcing things. And now I'm in so much more of an energy of creating the vision, putting it out to the universe, and allowing it to come in in the way it needs to and in the timing it needs to. Uh, and that, and the, yes, and, and I, that takes that, yeah. that takes surrender. That takes brave surrender. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can I can't even begin to explain to you how many times I had to do so much surrendering, like especially in the beginning of my business, and how like uncomfortable it felt. And it was so worth it because I still do it now, but it's just I I understand it so much better, right? And when you were talking about the manifestation, it's just so interesting because I have a lot of clients who aren't manifestation coaches or that's a part of what they teach. And they're always like, mm. but I haven't manifested, you know, X, Y, Z. Mm. How can I teach other people how to manifest these things? Right. And it's just like, okay, well, you have man- manifested in the past, right? And you do have these tools. And aren't mm. we always manifesting something? So isn't there always going to be something that you don't have, right? And if there's always something that you don't have, then it's not necessarily about having it all in order to be a teacher. It's about mm. being a guide, right? Mm. And understanding mm. the path. And I think that that's, that's so beautiful, even about what you're saying right now with, with your life. And, you know, like, even when you get to a certain level, there's still so much more work. Like the, the work, isn't, it's never really done. It, it, look, to be honest, it's just as a, a gentle <laughs> guidance to the mentors and coaches out there, the work the work actually becomes, it becomes deeper. Um, mm-hmm. I found a joy with the work now that I never could have. You know, I, I think if I went through four IVF fails five, 10 years ago, I'd be a mess, depressed, mm-hmm. needing copious amounts of therapy. I think because of all the spiritual and mindset and resilience tools I have now, I'm going through it with a graciousness and a strength that I never, I never knew I could have, you know, and I'm actually loving how I'm, who I'm becoming because of the process, because of the failures. Every time I have a failure, I say to myself and my partner, this is another chance for me to look at, 
how much more I can grow into being a mother in this process or how much more resilient I can become or how much I can let go. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually seeing it as a pro I see my life as a process. I don't see it as a series of outcomes like the way I used to. Um, It was interesting. I think publishing my book was one of the final big, it gave me a big, not final. It gave me a big revelation. When I published my book, I thought, because I think for so many years, I thought once I publish it, I can rest or I can, Mm. I can, it's done. I had this fantasy. (laughs) And when I published it, actually all the work actually began because I had to really become my book. I had to become brave. You know, I was showing on a deep shamanic journey that if I have a book out there with brave on it and my name on it, I have to be constantly embodying what my message is. And, you know, when we have a message, we are tested. We're constantly tested back into the vibration of whatever we're teaching. And so I think it's a fallacy to think I've got to make it and then teach it. No way. That's not it. I'm becoming a deeper brave. I'm manifesting in a deeper way. I'm surrendering in in a deeper way. I think just having the soul tribe around you makes it better. We, I laugh with my girlfriends. We, we share our stories when we're going through a tough time, we get together and support each other. And, you know, I think that that's where the magic happens. I think that's, that's so beautiful. And I think everyone who's listening to this, if you can kind of just like take this and really even just even apply it to a beginner's journey, right? Because a lot of people may be listening to this and being like, oh, well, it's easy for Sheila to say that she's already a published mm-hmm. author, right? Mm-hmm. But realistically, you can apply this to to each and every stage that you're in. And as long as you're enjoying the path and understanding that the path is the goal, it becomes so much easier. And I I feel like there's so much less pressure in terms of your mentorship and your ability to mentor other people. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, I wrote my book a year before COVID. So I did COVID before COVID. I was in lockdown writing. And then when COVID hit, I was like, I've already been locked away, not leaving the house for a year. What do you mean we can't leave for two more years, right? So I was already surrendering to the path. It's just only upon reflection do I realize that's what I did. I didn't Mm. actually know that that's what I was doing. I was surrendering to a path and I didn't know where it was going to go. And only years later have I connected all the dots and gone, oh, that's what I was doing. So I I was practicing what I preached, but I wasn't preaching. I wasn't like, I wasn't telling anyone. I was just kind of doing it. So, you know, if you want to launch a podcast or you want to write that book or you wanted to start mentoring, coaching, get a a mentor or a coach and just break it down into small bite-sized steps. You know, every day and every week, what are your bite-sized steps that are moving your life forward? Beautiful. Yeah, great. I mean, I feel like we can talk about this forever because I've I've really loved, I've really enjoyed speaking to you about this, especially from a place of mediumship and from a place of deep spirituality. I really do feel like you've just balanced, you know, all of it just so, so well. So thank you so much for being here. Where can everyone find you? Tell us a little bit more about your book and kind of where we can find you on the interwebs. Right. So my brave, my book is called Brave, Courageously Live Your Truth. You can find me at SheilaV.co or reach out to me on Instagram. It's Sheila underscore V underscore underscore. I, I reply to all my messages. I love receiving, you know, messages or people that have read my book and share with me what they got out of it and how it's helped them. Um, I have a 10-week awakening intuition program that helps you tap into your intuition and learn how to channel. I mentor to get spiritual business businesses in particular spiritual businesses up and running uh, and and if it's if it's if it's like a product that's related to health and well-being I teach you spiritual tools as well to get them up and running so 
you know, that's just so many different ways you can reach out and work with me. Um, there's so many people in this community to work with. So, you know, mm-hmm. I encourage you to find someone to work with, find a community um, and just know it will change and evolve. So, you know, I, I just would love to connect with you. Great. Thank you so much for being here, Sheila. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show. If you enjoy our show and would like the show notes and free goodies about how to grow your online coaching business, head over to sarahjlorero.com for more information. We hope you'll tune in next time.